Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Male Military Spouse Radio Show, brought to you in part by the Military Guide to Financial Independence and Retirement and by Armed Forces Insurance. Here's your host, Dave Edder. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Male Military Spouse Radio Show, episode number 73, Uh, Uh, Current Events, Trends, and Being a Male Mill Spouse. What all does that mean? So... Um, jump right on in and have some fun and give us a call. The phone number, of course, 516-453-9167. I'll bring you right into the show. We're going live on Facebook Live as well. I want to shout out to the sponsor, uh, Armed Forces Insurance, for helping make all of this happen. Also to uh, Military Guide for being with me for the past year and continuing as they re- he re-upped for a second year. So it's life is good. Anyway, some of the things that we want to talk about today is uh, things such as, whoa, sorry, almost lost the live part. Uh, we want to talk about the current events of what's going on. Um, there's... We've got Pokemon Go has taken the world by storm. It was released, what, last Wednesday. So it's only been like three or four days, or or maybe it's been a week ago last Wednesday. I don't know. But right now it is, of course, the 15th, July 15th, The it's payday across the military world. Uh, if you have direct deposit, which I believe everybody, if not everybody, has, uh, payday was last night. For us in the uh, us in uh, Europe, it actually is on the 15th because it's still the 14th at midnight East Coast when they post the the uh, direct deposits, which gives it to us on the 15th, or is in some cases even earlier than that. So, oh, by the way, beer, wonderful beer, <laughs> gotta have a beer. It is a beer show. Uh, like I said, give me a call, area code 516-453-9167, and we'll get you right into the show. Let me look at the – making sure everything is going smoothly. Uh, I want to do it in two different directions, of course. I will be monitoring the monitoring the, the uh, uh, phone because my computer will sometimes lock up, but I should be able to bring everybody in. Uh, I'm, I'm making a lot of use of web space, a lot of bandwidth, because I'm doing it live as well. First time, it's a good effort to see what happens, uh, see how many people are interested and like it. Be sure and hit those like buttons, the love buttons, the hate buttons, whatever you want to do. But anyway, like like I said, we're I want to talk about things like Pokemon Go has taken over uh, what seems to be the general public, uh, what they're seeing. You've got uh, Forces Insurance has a has a few things that they, that they like to promote about using Pokemon Go, and that is to be careful. If you're going to play Pokemon Go, don't drive. Obviously, don't drive. But of course, now if you're playing taxi driver for your kids, and they want to go find a Pokestop, or they want to find one of the Pokemon gyms, um, or they want to go to some 
someplace where there's a lot of Pokemon activity going on, uh, by all means drive. Uh, you'll have to slow way down in order for them to make use of anything that you pass by. But if you are driving, there's absolutely no reason on earth in any way, shape, or form that you should have a phone in your hands. Uh, set up Bluetooth, receive your phone calls, and do what you need to do via Bluetooth, hands-free, on your phone. Pay attention to the road. Pay attention to other people around you. And above all, pay attention to the Pokemon people walking around, especially those that there's, there's two modes to Pokemon Go. One, of course, is real. There's a, there's a switch when you can catch a Pokemon called AR. And that switch is A for animated. It's like a cartoon. The Pokemon sits right in front of you. You don't have to be at a certain angle or anything. And then there's the R, which I, I'm guessing means real. And it uses your camera in the background. It superimposes the what the camera sees behind the Pokemon. So it looks like the Pokemon is sitting on the ground in front of you. It's really cool. Takes up so you need to have a serious, serious fast phone uh, that's not taking up a whole lot of space on it to to do this. Uh, you can't use phones like I do. My phones are just chock full of too much garbage, so that's not working. Um, I don't. I do it stay in in the animated mode. I play Pokemon. Uh, I, I find it. Oh, it actually gets me out of the house. I'm not much for for getting out of the house and walking around doing things because of my physical disabilities on my feet. So uh, it, it's not a whole lot of a, a whole lot that will get me out of the house, but this Pokemon is pretty cool. It's a lot of fun to do. I'm playing with it with my boys. The boys want to get out of the house and that is phenomenal. Um, there's been a couple of memes. We I haven't checked them out to see whether or not they're true or not. I believe they are because I'm enjoying this. Pokemon's been around since you know 1994, and uh, we were told we were old, those of us who like Pokemon. And I think you're crazy because it's not. Uh, it, it, it's not something for old people. It's something for new, and young, and everybody else. So it's really cool. I like Pokemon so far. But with that in mind, let's bring in some other current events. Daesh, which well, some people don't want to call them Daesh because Daesh is supposed to be a cuss word to them. Okay, fine. If Daesh is a cuss word to them, then fine, we're cussing at you. Um, some want to call them ISIS or ISIL. It doesn't matter. They're terrorists. They're in their form of religion to an extreme that is, is is stupid and ridiculous. And with the terrorist attack that happened at Nice, uh, which is really, really sad that a, a what appears to be a Muslim uh, person or somebody who has uh, or maybe converted to Islam or was born into an Islam nation, but has the name like an Islamic Islamist from oh, they were from Tunisia, I think he was. Uh, he, he took a semi truck and plowed into a crowd of of people celebrating Bastille Day 
in France in the town of Nice. And at the last count I saw, because I was just watching CNN about an hour ago, the last count was 84 dead, uh, of which a number of those were children. And this is a cowardly attack, as is a ridiculous attack. This is that if that person thinks that he's going to go to heaven and get himself 74 virgins, just think about that, my friend. Think about that. If you think you're going to get 74 virgins uh, because you've done something to to kill infidels, uh, why are they virgins? You're getting the ugly ones. You're getting the unpopular ones. You're getting the un... uh, Where do you find virgins these days? It's certainly not in your country. Uh, The only thing you're going to find that are virgins are going to be, you know, freshly born sheep. Uh, It's, okay, that's racially unacceptable. That's probably bad words and all like that. Uh, Maybe I should apologize. No, I'm not apologizing to anybody on that. Anybody. Because terrorists are the lowest form of human on the face of this earth. And those people... Anybody who believes that they are a terrorist and that they should go after others simply because of a ridiculous ideology like that, um, they need to be removed from the general population in such that they cannot hurt anybody. People who are performing racist things like <clears throat> like the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, fanatics out there or uh, tree huggers who who throw paint on submarine periscopes so that now that they now they've endangered the lives of everybody on board that submarine uh, you know what there are all forms of terrorism out there and it all needs to go away but with that in mind because those idiots are out there and with Pokemon Go being a popular thing that's going on right now, might we be worried and or cautious about the putting together some sort of a group where you're going out and you're finding uh, a whole ton of, of Pokemons <coughs> sorry, chasing after the chasing after the rare ones, singing the song as you're chasing Pokemon or going to the Pokestops because somebody's thrown in um, a a plug-in, a a boost into that particular spot, which attracts a whole bunch of Pokemon. And people are, you know, running the incense, which attracts other Pokemon. And they do it as a group so that there's lots and lots and lots and lots of Pokemon. Here's one thing that people don't recognize that are playing the game right now. If a certain Pokemon pops up onto your screen, onto your phone, guess what? It's popping up on other people's phones as well. Everybody gets an opportunity to catch that Pokemon and put it into their collection. It's not a only one person gets that one Pokemon because that's the only one that's out there for from that's being served out from Japan. No, it shows up on everybody's phone and everybody gets a chance to try and grab it. So if you've got like 
a hundred people and this really rare Pokemon pops up, you know, all of those people get an opportunity to catch it and put it into their collection. And that makes coming together as a group really, really cool. But does that make us available for terrorists to come after us? Well, I don't know. And that's something we need to be cautious on. Guys, if those of you out there that are brand new military spouses, we've we've had a couple that joined in with the uh, Facebook page, which is cool. I'm so glad you guys did. But the uh, being in the military community, in the military family, you have to pay attention to a few things. You have to pay attention to OPSEC, operational security. And what OPSEC means is do not, any circumstance, anything about what your spouse does that could endanger that spouse. In other words, do you tell your friends that your wife works in the hospital and is helping heal somebody that just came from downrange and it was highly publicized as to what that uh, evolution occurred. Do you tell anybody that she's helping save their life? The answer, OPSEC answer is no. You do not, because you're not proud of your wife. It's not that you're not proud of your spouse. What it is is you're giving away validation to a potential enemy, something that they already know, but – oh, answer you. Okay, hang on one second. I'll get over there. You you are – endangering them in the manner that uh, uh, you have validated. Oh, crap. Somebody's at the door. Uh, Oh, it's Susan. Hi, Susan. How are you? Hi, Dave. Is Jay with you, too? No, Jay's not here yet. No, Jay. I miss Jay. No. Well, I didn't give him warning that we were going to be doing the show today. So he's, he's a busy man. And well, he's so moving. I, I know, and that's I, I put him down as a as a potential as a as a host or co-host because he is my co-host for the show. He has been for a long time, so I put him down there out of, out of courtesy. Uh, and I understand you did a, an episode of Spouse Bouts last night. Congratulations! I did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought it went really well. I got to tell you something. I had Liz Snell filling in for you last night, and I adore her. First of all, I greatly admire her courage to talk about her battles with depression and mental health. And uh, then, you know, she was – CNN did this huge, huge story on military and and mental health a couple years back, right? And that's – was my first true introduction to Liz's life. And then she became the military spouse of the year for Camp Pendleton. 
right. then her husband, you know, then her husband was medically retired after that because he was in a severe accident. And um, and so she and I met because of Military Spouse of the Year, like you and I, and we just became very good friends right away, right away. It was an instantaneous friendship. And cool. so she filled in for you last night, and she gave some great ideas on what we can do for next shows. Uh, but we talked about all sorts of stuff. It was great. That's good because – But well, I miss and, you. I'm not going to lie. I miss you. Well, I – But I'm you've been gallivanting young. throughout Europe and not taking me on any of your trips, so I kind of don't you like know, you anymore for just well, a little bit. I did, that, I did that on purpose. Yeah, thanks for gallivanting. You're welcome. Uh, and and, and gallivanting is a heart. Absolutely. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Because I'm not married to you. I don't have to. Yeah. No. I know, but we're very good friends, and, you know, I'm a lot of fun on vacations, okay, because I'm a complete moron. I'm like, I'm so touristy, it's not even funny. <laughs> well, there you have it. Hey, did you notice over on the uh, on, uh, Male Military Spouse Radio Show Facebook page, I, I clicked on and I'm doing a live broadcast on that too, live yeah. video? Yeah. I don't know how well it's working. Nobody's done any, you know – Anything, any, any whatevers, because apparently it rotates through. Make people make comments, but haven't seen any oh. yet. So I don't know if anybody's watching. <laughs> Weird, huh? Let me see. Yeah, that's okay. Doesn't know. really matter. That's for sure. Because the the, the what is it? Say, it's saying something. Page unresponsive. Oh, no. uh, I need to leave that alone. Cancel that one out. I'm getting a pain. Um, so you were just talking about OPSEC, yes? I was. I was talking about OPSEC and and how, you know, obviously in a line unit for uh, any kind of unit where there is actual military activity going on, you don't talk about what your spouse does. But people that are in the medical field have to have have something that they need to to, to remove. Oh, there goes the line. Um, that they they think about is oh, it's you. Uh, they talk about hi Susan. Uh, it talks about you know you 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 you're medical and obviously you don't talk about patients because of HIPAA. And, yes. And HIPAA is something that even you know no matter where. Kind of medical field it is HIPAA is HIPAA is HIPAA is HIPAA. And oh yes, the, I know all about HIPAA. Yeah. So with HIPAA, you obviously are not going to talk about what is uh, uh, anything specific about a patient. But there's one thing that that we have to keep in mind in operational security and OPSEC is that. The enemy already knows everything there is to know about our military, just like we know everything there is to know about their military. The mm-hmm. point is you don't want to validate it. You don't want to be the person that, that's attached to, yes, it has been proven true by so-and-so on such-and-such a date. Exactly. It it. It, the smallest little details, the the, the 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 old saying, loose lips sink ships, is it's very true. true. And you know what? Is that is that is the enemy going to sink that ship anyway? 
Yeah, maybe so. Maybe. But are you the one that gave that bit of information that validated what they had already collected? And so there is no such thing as, oh, it's no big deal. It is a big deal. OPSEC is very, very important. And in the, in, in the medical field, you have to be exceptionally careful as a spouse because, <coughs> sorry, in the medical field, you do want to be able to say to, to your friends, hey, my wife or my husband is doing all of this amazingly cool stuff for uh, soldiers and for airmen and for sailors. They're saving lives because, you know, that the terrible incident that happened uh, in Fallujah, my friends are, my, 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 all my wife's coworkers are, you know, they're involved in, in saving their lives. Well, you just ver- verified to a potential enemy that their attack was successful. Okay. So, um, first of all, yes, you have to be very careful. But I, as you were talking, it's so interesting that I started thinking about all of the AFN commercials I saw as a kid, right? And I couldn't help it. I just, you know, that's what my mind went to because, of course, that's the first time I ever heard anything about OPSEC was as a child. And I'm talking like my son's age, five years old, as a child right. because of AFN. And I, I still, I can still visualize some of those commercials today. And it was always like two soldiers, two airmen, sitting in a German restaurant, just talking about work. And yeah, did you see that plane came in really late last night? They were bringing in some cargo, da 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 da. And because of course, how you know, just everything they were saying, people are paying attention. And it's as little as something like that. It is just you talking about your day at work. And yes. Yeah. You can talk about your day at work. You just have to be careful where you're talking about your day at work. And, you know, you're not going to sit there in the middle of a bar in downtown Kaiserslautern and talking about troop movements. And if you are, then you're really not smart. That's right. Um, and you don't know. You don't know. You can. You can. I mean, I'm sorry. You cannot know that your your friend who uh, you believe is trustworthy as, as as the day is long. You still cannot know beyond a shadow of a doubt, with no doubt at all. You cannot know that they can be trusted with something sensitive. You cannot exactly. know that. You cannot know that. And here's the other thing. So I take it a step further. So. My husband, Jeremy, and I are really big on OPSEC, right? And, I mean, this is like a big thing that we we talk about. Um, I remember a few years ago when he had just come home from a deployment and he had coworkers who were deployed, and I was friends with them on Facebook, and, and he was too, and I was like, hey, have you looked over at so-and-so's profile? They just updated their current city to whatever in, in Afghanistan, Right. He's like, oh, my God. And so now here it is on their Facebook profile. They have put down that their current location was Bagram Air, Force, you know, Bagram Air Base, you know, in, in Afghanistan or whatever of the other fobs that were out there or any of the other places. And then they would post things like, you know, throughout the deployment, you know, it was a great day today in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And, 
you know, he started documenting those things because a couple of them were actually people who he supervised. And and, and so then finally, the la- the final straw that really, you know, broke his back, because he would say things to them like, you need to remove these posts, you need to, uh, you know, please take this stuff down, and they did. But finally, the final straw that broke his back was when someone posted, my replacement is here. I have five shifts and a wake-up until I head home to America. And I was just like, you are kidding. And, I, and he took a screenshot of it, he saved it, and that person got a write-up when they got back. Yep. Because They're lucky they were, got back. Yeah, because here's the thing. Here's what this person posted in there. Now we knew when they were traveling. Now we know when somebody else is traveling. That was troop movement we they were discussing. Now we know who is traveling because, of course, they're tagging everybody on Facebook. So, you know, they, this is just – it's one of those things that you have to really be mindful of what you post out there. You yep. know, like when I made – you know, I know that certain people know that my husband is currently deployed, but they don't know where he's at because I haven't told them. I mean, he could seriously be down in MacDill Air Force Base because the Air Force likes to consider that a deployment for six months, you know? Well, and, and nobody nobody needs to know. No, they don't need to it, know. It, 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 if, if this was a regular world thing, okay, if you were in – and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir to you, Susan. So, you know, bear with the bear with what I'm saying with a grain of salt that I'm not treating you like you don't know what you're doing. But we have yeah. listeners, and this is a this is a downloadable in the future way of 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 learning things. So, as a listener, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Um, a trap. Now I forget what I was going to say. Oh, I it is not that. just OPSEC. It's not just OPSEC that we have to be careful with. Think about the OPM breaches that we've had. Okay, so now our personal security, our PERSEC is on the line too. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, and, but and for, for Amy Bouchat is a prime example of the OPM hacks because she wrote this brilliant piece on spouse buzz last year i think where this woman contacted her and she's like hey is this your husband he says he's trapped in kuwait and he needs money because of her husband's information being compromised these hackers went to his personal facebook page grabbed some of his photos set up a fake profile to try to scam money not kidding i'm not kidding it was the craziest thing she's like what are you talking about and when this girl, it was a good thing that this girl did did contact her because that's how they found out that this was actually happening and that it was a scam. And so she told the girl, "Don't send money. That's not how the army does things. You don't have you don't have to buy your ticket to come home. They don't trap you in Kuwait." No. No, you know. And the girl was like, "Oh, okay," because I was getting ready to send some money. I was like, "Oh, holy bananas." Um, so thank goodness, you know, that this girl had the good sense to reach out to Amy because it was a fake profile, this dating profile on Tinder, actually. And um, oh. and so when our information, when our personal security and our personal information was compromised, 
with the OPM hack. I, I was a federal employee because I had been a substitute teacher, so my, comp- my information got compromised as well as my husband's information. And I had to go to USAA and increase all of our security. And i got to tell you something. When I was at MSOI just this May, when we met actually in person, my card was hacked. I used it at an ATM at a little store. Yeah. Yes, I used it at an ATM at a little store. Friday morning, I get a call from USAA, and they're like, hey, have you been making these charges? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And thankfully, $800 of charges didn't go through, but 200 and something did. Hmm. They caught it that fast. One charge, they caught it. They were like, this is not her typical behavior. She does not shop here. She might be traveling, but this is not something she would do. And they caught it and put a stop on it. As a bank, USAA is really good about that. Um, So is Chase. Uh, Both the banks I deal with, and and they're very good at it. Baby Federal is pretty good, too. Turn down, turn down legitimate purchases. I get an email ding, and it's like uh, your card has been used at. And I'm going. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'm standing there right now. Did you? Is this your? Well, beep. Yes, it is. And well, thank you very much. Fraud protection. I'll appreciate. Is is grateful that you're on top of it. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, but. It's wonderful that they do those things, and I'm glad that I have – it's an an annoyance at the same time while you're trying to make a purchase. But you know what? I never get mad. I always say thank you for watching out for me because the military is one of the most preyed-upon groups of people. It is. Because people know so much about – our, how our money works. They know that we get the GI Bill. They know that spouses get my CAA. They know this stuff. Everybody knows this stuff. Well, there's, there's you know, so enough. we are, we fall victim to predatory lending, and we fall victim to so many scams, which violates our PERSEC. And then, of course, we have to be mindful of OPSEC. But there are a lot of good ones out there. And as a matter of fact, I need to take a quick uh, 30-second break here, and we're going to hear from one of those, our sponsors. Oh, I love them. Armed Forces Insurance, so we'll be back in 30 seconds. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home... Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Hi! I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And AFI really does come through, and they're very, 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 very attuned to our needs. And as military spouses, and especially for you male military spouses out there, if you haven't settled on a specific branch, bank, or insurance, uh, you make sure that you give these places, like Armed Forces Insurance, a good look-see. Ask, this, ask hard questions. If you don't ask hard questions, you won't know answers. And if it's a legitimate business and it's not a fly-by-night business, they do not mind you asking hard questions. I don't know how many 
young soul, uh, young sailors that I, I, I when, when back when I was in the Navy that I talked to that I that, that I told about uh, you know working through known sources instead of fly by nights and don't be dealing with with uh, um, other sorted junk like uh, predatory lenders. But instead, uh, you know, you do need to get a hold of a legitimate people. I said, you, you don't be caught. Ask them hard questions, but don't worry about what they ask you. If you have a question about what they ask you, you come back and you see me. I'm your chief. I will happily talk to you about it and, and help you out. Uh, we've got a new caller that just called in. Hey, who's this? Dan Hogan. Hey, how you doing, Dan? Good to hear from you, buddy. Not bad. I'm at work right now, so I'll probably have you guys um, in the background. I'm, I'm going to mute my mic. That'll work. That'll work just fine. You, 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 you do that. Uh, it, it works really well. All right. Thanks, guys. You bet, buddy. Sorry. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of congestion there in the process as well. Um, anyway, like I was saying, it, it, with, with you need you need to pay attention to to what your surroundings. You need to, as brand new military spouses, and we've got a couple of brand new military spouses over in the men's room. That uh, one gentleman just joined, I think, just a, a day or two ago, and his he, he's got. Uh, his, his wife is fixing to become a sailor, and there she's going to ship off to boot camp. And he's concerned because he's never done anything military. He's not from a military community. He's not. Uh, it, it's it's all to him. It's all brand new. It's 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 scary for him. And as he put it, he says, I, I feel like I'm losing my ground. I'm losing my place. I should be the bread, major breadwinner. Uh, here she is. She's taken away all of my manliness. And it's not an uncommon feeling in the male military spouse world that, you know, your wife or in, or in same-sex couples, that, you're, that your husband has taken control and is now the military member, the 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 stand up, the the, the soldier, the John Wayne of the of the, the 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 relationship. It's not an uncommon feeling, but what they don't recognize is 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 you have to remember, no matter where you're at, as a married couple, somebody has to be the major breadwinner. You can't find jobs where everybody gets paid identical. You're, somebody is going to have to be the lead. It should not be a competitive thing amongst loving couples. Don't well, worry about it. Don't worry about it. Would you like part? to hear a little bit of history on this issue? Here's some really interesting history I discovered last year. Um Actually, on the official Air Force website, um, I was looking up women in the military for Women's History Month because I was going to write about it. And um, as I was scrolling through, I see something that happened in the 70s, and I was like, huh, what is that? 
and it was a Supreme Court case, actually, of a female airman who had to sue for BAH, for housing allowance. Because back in the 60s, yeah, because back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, women active duty service members, if their husbands made more than them, then they did not get housing allowance or full benefits. Their spouses didn't get medical. They didn't get housing. They didn't get anything. They just got their ID card. They could go to the commissary, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that was over. But this (laughs) – but this was the 60s and 70s, you guys. So guess what? A man back then was definitely going to make more than a female lieutenant in the United States military. Back then, yeah, absolutely. Because. But can uh, you they, imagine they, they, denying they your spouse? Like, put yourself back then, Dave. Can you imagine your wife, Stephanie, being denied housing allowance because you made more? Because she made more? No, because, because you made be- more. Because you made more. Um, that's that's insane to me. Honestly, honestly, back then, yes, I could see that. Really, so, I could. How so this woman, not- her name, um, her name, oh gosh, her name is like totally escaping my head right now because I, I actually en- ended up interviewing her and we developed a wonderful friendship. Um, and, and I can't remember her name. Great. Um, her, she ended up going to, she was stationed in um, Montgomery Air Force Base down in, in Montgomery, Alabama. No, Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery, Alabama. She walked into the Southern Poverty Law Center. They had just opened, and she said, this is, this is discrimination. You know, they signed this, you know, order. Congress actually signed an order stating that, that this was how the law was going to be. And so she had to actually sue the Department of Defense. And right. guess who actually argued who ca- her case before the Supreme Court? The notorious no RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was a very oh. young lawyer at the time, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> argued her case, and the founder of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Both of them argued her case before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in her favor and said, you're right, if we are going to expect women to put their lives on the line for this country, then they need to have equal access to pay and benefits. And it's true. So, I mean, back in the 60s and the 70s, you could still get away with a one-family income. Oh, yeah. Income. Uh, but, back I mean, I just days, think about all the women I know who are active-duty military right now, like your wife, right? And um, okay. And I think about these women who – these women are amazing. They blow my mind. They absolutely blow my mind. I am just, I sit back and I'm in absolute awe of them. And I think if Stephanie was to hear me say that, she'd be like, shut up, Susan, you're ridiculous. But she would. I can't, yes, she would. Um, but I am so amazed by them because I love their dedication to their country. It is, I have that dedication too, but mine is just different. You know, mine is a very different kind of dedication from that of the service members' dedication. And I just, I'm impressed, and I just can't imagine not granting them that level of pay. Housing allowance, basic housing allowance. Come on, seriously? We have to, somebody had to sue for that. You know, so I love it how far that women have come in the military that we can have these kinds of discussions now, because I know I'm completely off topic, and I'm sorry. And, um, (laughs) but I love seeing, 
these I love I love seeing how far women have come in the military and, and to the new spouse who feels like he's losing his his ground and that his world is being taken out from underneath him. It's going to feel like that for a little while, and I'm sorry. I can't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to feel like that because it's a new community. It's a new language. I mean, we speak in acronyms. I mean, how many acronyms can you use in a sentence, Dave? Because I know you can use a few. Oh, I can, I can do entire sentences of just acronyms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think gonna... we all can. And we learn that language as spouses, it. too. I teach it, too, because, you know, Army family team building. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's one of the first things I did when I started volunteering was to do Army family team building, and I, I, I was really surprised at how much I already knew, but I was also surprised at how much how in depth they got in showing me how to to deal with Army culture. I mean. I'm uh, I'm an Arizona Arizona cowboy. Um, really wasn't into you know roping and riding and things like that or bull or, or you know branding cattle or anything like that. But I'm from the desert and you know where you wore cowboy boots for the simple reason there are rattlesnakes out there and most rattlesnakes when they hit. They hit the leather of the cowboy boot, and it breaks their fangs off, and their fangs are maybe dangling from the leather, but the leather's thick, and it's not going through. You know, that's why you wore cowboy boots. Protect yourself. And, uh, you know, I went into the Navy, which was water, and it was weird that a, 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 a desert boy would go become a a squid, and but I learned a lot, and I had a lot of fun with that. And then so I'm used to going into fields or areas or lives where everything is drastically different. I mean, I, I between the time that I got out of high school and, and joining the military, I left Arizona, and I became a biker and a carny. And so I ran carnival. And I was a sideshow barker, and, and uh, it was a it was a total different new life. I was a druggie. I smoked lots of dope. I went into the navy to get away from the dope uh, because I had a brain, and the brain was saying, "Stupid, why are you why are you sitting here wasting me on on marijuana?" And so I left that scene and uh, joined the military. When I got out of the military, I then became, you know, a produce manager at a grocery store. Let's talk about something just equally as weird of a change. I, I live for the weird change, and so being a being in the uh, uh, army, I wanted to know everything there was about the army, and that's why I got into the army family team building. It's so cool. I decided to become a a teacher of it. So I, that's what I do. I teach Army Family Team Building. It's just amazing. A lot of fun. Dave, you've done some really interesting things. I'm a boring guy. Very, Very boring interesting. Guy. I'm I'm just, you know, the fact that I, I, I was able to sit down and, and do things enough, long enough, and uh, efficiently enough to become the Army Spouse of the Year was just weird, 
because I don't sit still, still long enough to, to, to collect any accolades on anything, you know. But that being said, I'm glad to, for the avenues that it's opened up and for the directions we've been able to take, um, which reminds me I need to get back to topic of what yes. my show is supposed to be today. And one of the things I really, really want to talk about is Pokemon Go. Go ahead, ask me. Oh, my gosh. It looks like so much fun. Okay, why? It is. Why? Because of a meme I saw. I don't know how true it is. I want to investigate it. I want to find out how true it is. But the meme said, in very paraphrased, was um, it was a... A, a, it was a, a, a capture of a screen of a, a, a Facebook comment from somebody that said, I am a vet who has PTSD and for the past few years cannot leave my front yard. I, I now, said that. Now I have taken my kids out for long walks, I have met 20 new strangers, had a blast. Thank you, Nintendo. It was him, actually, a Facebook post that he did. And it was and a screen capture of his Facebook post. Yeah. And other people and I, with um, depression and anxiety have been tweeting and posting on Facebook how they're actually getting out of the house now to play Pokemon Go. Yes, that it's actually really helping them break down some of their own personal barriers because Somebody their desire to play the game is greater than their anxiety or their depression. And somebody made the comment of, of finally, something to combat childhood obesity. And then somebody My else responded Ashley with... My Thompson walked five miles last week playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Five miles. She didn't even realize she had walked five miles in in downtown Fayetteville playing Pokemon Go. I said it earlier in the show here. Pokemon Go has gotten me out of the house. And I wandered down to a Pokestop because I ran out of Pokeballs to grab, uh, grab me little Pokemons. I sit in the house. They come to me. The Pokemon come to me. And I've collected up some really cool ones sitting in the house. But I ran out of Pokeballs. I had to go to a Pokestop to get more Pokeballs. So I got up out of the chair. I walked out of the house. You've got to be careful, you know what I'm saying. But I'm glad to see you getting out, Dave. That's amazing. Thank you. But I can't wait to play with Ian. I really it, want to do this with Ian. He's so really starting to get into Pokemon. He really likes Pikachu. Like, um, uh, Build-A-Bear has a Pikachu that you can build at Build-A-Bear. I'm like, that's not really a bear, but okay. Um, and he carries that Pikachu with him. I mean, like, it waits in the car for him to get out of camp. Yeah. Actually, and I bring for- Pikachu into the house so it won't be hot because <laughs> it's 97 degrees here today. Mm-hmm. So um, I bring Pikachu out, you know, because Ian's like, don't leave Pikachu in the car, Mommy. He's going to get hot. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> seriously, you know, I'm like, okay. 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's he loves Pokemon. And if playing Pokemon Go is, I look at it as, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, yeah, there are some people who are going to take advantage because that's what all people do. Because you have all those people exist in every facet of society, unfortunately. The people who take advantage, the people who try to ruin things, right? But if I look at it like this, if this gets my son out and playing with me, and we're yes. having fun and laughing, and we're we're going to my friend Ashley's store, and then we can stop in a place in downtown and get some ice cream, and then we can go and grab some coffee for mommy because mommy's going to need it. Um, you know, I'm going to do those things with my kid. It's fun yeah. to be with my kid. I mean, I'm not going to do it no. obviously at 10 o'clock at night with him because it's 10 o'clock at night. He needs to be in bed. But yeah, you know, and you can take I'm, the phone away from. You can take exactly. You can take his tablet away from him because it works on tablets as well, any Android yep. device, and it works on iPads and iPhones. So, uh, but it, it it's it's in its first first iterations. I mean, they're still in version one point. I think it's one point six point two right now. Um, it once I think version two comes out, there might be the ability to chat amongst other Pokemon. Pokemon trainers. That's what you are when you're playing Pokemon. You're a Pokemon trainer. Oh, cool. Okay. You're collecting Pokemon to make them evolve, to power them up so that you can go to a Poke Gym and, and, and train your Pokemon up to have more combat power. And if you're strong enough, if you are the strongest one, then you control that gym and everybody brings their Pokemon in to compete, combat against your Pokemon automatically and see if they can't get more experience points and get more, more CPs, more combat points. Um, That's pretty Pokemon cool. Do, Pokemon do not die. Pokemon do not bleed. Pokemon have their own little mental weapons and abilities and things, but Pokemon, when they lose a combat, they faint. And so you have to revive them or let them wake up on their own, and then you bring back hit points and things like that. So all in all, it's actually not a violent game as far as violence goes. But it is a combative game, and I'm, somebody's got a pretty healthy hiss. I'm going to see whether or not that's Dan. Uh, I, I just, I just uh, uh, muted you out, Dan, so I'm going to go run in the chat room and set it up so that you can tell me whether or not you are <laughs> wanting to say something. So hang on a second. Let me get that going, and then you can bring up chat as you need. I just think it's a lot It seems like a lot of fun And if it's a way that people You know there's a lot of really Terrible things happening in the world right now And if we can find a little bit of laughter Or a lot of laughter And we can bring people together Like I'm seeing pictures of people All across the country Of all walks of life Taking selfies, group selfies And and they're just like, here's my Pokemon team. We just met tonight, and it's fun, you know. And I'm like, that's right. cool. 
So you've got dads and moms out with their kids. You've got single young people in their 20s who grew up with Pokemon. They grew up on Pokemon. Somebody who's 25 years old grew up playing Pokemon. They grew up watching the cartoons. Now that's where I wanted to. That's where I wanted to put out a little bit of. That's where I was bringing in the OPSEC and the Parsec yes. and things like that. You do have to is, be careful because unfortunately you have like the news article I just read about the two guys who fell off a cliff. Oh, that's you know what? That's probably fake. That's probably fake. And I'm more concerned. About, I don't know. It came from N- NBC San Diego, so. Again, that can be that can be. That's the point. Uh, I'm really concerned. Uh, I mean, Armed Forces Insurance, I love you guys. I really do. But you've got that poster that shows a car upside down. That car upside down did not end up upside down because somebody was playing Pokemon. That car upside down is a stock photo. And it's the, the, the thing on there. It says, Pokemon Go, do not use your phone while driving. That's sound advice. But to associate with Pokemon Go, I'm leaning towards irresponsible because there are too many people out there, too many sheep, or sheeple as the the term usually goes, uh, folks that want to use that and say that that is – stock honest truth and it's not yes. there no, have not. been no accidents of people going off of cliffs playing Pokemon Go while driving as a matter of fact the, the only thing that's been really close to being proven as real is that there were too many permissions being granted automatically with uh, uh, Google for setting up your Pokemon Go app and that once they knew about it because it's now old news once they knew about it they fixed the problem Pokemon Go does not use everything that they that these articles are claiming they do they have to use that disclaimer that Pokemon Go has the potential of being able to access this, that, and the other thing. But Niantic is not putting out anything that does. That doesn't mean somebody won't come along behind and make a hack of it that does and steals your information. So you have to know where you get your downloads from. And if you do it for Android, you do it from the Play Store you should be okay because Niantic yes. is Niantic is Niantic is Niantic and nobody has been able to spoof them. And if you do it from Apple to the iOS, again, Niantic is Niantic is Niantic is Niantic and that's who puts it out. So if you're certain you're getting it from Niantic, you can be certain they that it is the the, the version that does not access your information, even though to access what it does, the pictures on your phone so that it looks like the Pokemon is sitting in your front yard, being able to picture that and superimpose it 
also contains the routines that can read all of the contacts on your phone, you have to give it permission to do that. And if you did not, it won't. So that's what I'm saying is there's so many things that, that, that there's so many variables in reporting that you need to be, that you need to take care of. And you and I, Susan, know this because we do enough blogging and we do enough submitting to, to publications and all. We have to verify our sources. We have to verify our stories before we put oh, it out yeah. there in print. But the Internet doesn't require that. And so you nope. will get these yahoos that throw out things and they will then sit on it as this is the truth. And somebody already has with AFI's poster that says don't use your phone while driving and have associated it with Pokemon Go. Because, I mean, they yep. put that on the poster with Pokemon Go. Uh, I even responded on, on our little social network we have of MSOIs about that, that it, it, it's like, you know, oh, come on. This is not a, a real thing. I mean, people, they, you, you, have, you have to go less than five miles per hour to do anything with Pokemon Go. So why would you be driving off of a cliff? It just, it just smacks ridiculousness or craziness, I should say, or impossibleness. And so, but, you know, I, I, I know where, I know where uh, AFI was coming from when they did it. And it's yes. good advice. Really good advice. And it, well, you just shouldn't be driving anyway, so there you go, you know, and on your phone like that. But, uh, I, but anyway, back to the, <laughs> I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to dwell on that. But um, I wanted to, to more on the lines of what you were talking about, how people were getting together, and they got pictures of them getting together as a team. There's three teams within Pokemon. You have to pick one of the three. Uh, one is called Instinct. They're yellow. There's one called Mystic. They're blue. That's the one I picked. And then and the other one is called Valor, and they're red. And they're pretty aggressive in their being you know, in the, the trash talk that goes on in some sites. So uh, you have to pick one once you, I think, get to level five in order to make use of a gym and, and, and experience more of the game. So uh, what I'm trying to do for my area here is get everybody together that's Team Mystic in my area so that we can do something like, you know, meet at a football field or soccer field, as the case may be, and we and everybody run their their all team mystic people, and they run their their little incense things, which draws Pokemon in, and everybody has a grand old time going crazy uh, collecting Pokemon, and we'll have a barbecue and do all kinds of things. But what worries me is what if somebody from Daesh plays Pokemon? and is on Team Mystic and lives in the area and goes, hey, look, look at all of these people, and I can get me a semi-truck, and I'll mow them down in the middle of that football Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Well, and I would be concerned with that, too. That's the unfortunate. You have to be, 
yes and no. I do think it is a concern. I, you know, I I would be concerned about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, if you meet on a place where people can't get together, you know, like if you meet in a place that's limited to just, you know, Americans. So if you were to meet on Ramstein, then it would be very limiting, and you know that people would be scrutinized. But if you decide to meet off base. Well, that's a whole different story. Yeah, you know. So, and, uh, and, and I, I, I don't know what I don't know whether or not to, you know. That, but I wanted to point that out to people in the show here to be aware of what you're what you're doing, what you're getting involved with, and where you're at. These people that got mowed over in Nice, that was a Bastogne Day celebration. They were Not Bastogne, Bastille. Bastille, I'm sorry, Bastille. Uh, it was a French event. Uh, the French. It was for the French Revolution. Rich history to deal with it. Yeah, it was dealing with their revolution. Uh, it has. There's so many romantic novels. It's 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 in Nice. Come on, it's a, that's a, another romantic place in France. So thousands of people are going to be there, and this guy decides he's going to blow through them with a semi truck. And you know why did he pick a semi truck? Well, because it's going to keep on going. At last count, which was two hours ago that I saw on CNN, eighty-four people were dead. Yeah, eighty-four. It just blows my mind. Just, oh yeah. I am so but sad. Deal day of all days. I mean, that's just. I mean, Bastille Day was a very violent day to begin with, historically speaking. So, um, I mean, if they wanted to keep up with the history, well, great for that guy. So nice. But, I mean, seriously, that was a celebration of them, you know, and their revolution. It was His name, even though he was from from Tunisia, his name was very Middle East, very Arabic. Which well, Tunisia used to be a French colony. Shows, huh? Tunisia used to be a French colony. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. But I mean, to have a name that was Mohammed, uh, something or other, uh, smacks of uh, smacks of Daesh, uh, he was not French descent, uh, or maybe he was French descent, and if he was, that means he was radicalized. And into the, the 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 portion of Islam uh, that that decided to be violent and 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 pick on everybody that's not them, and that's pure terrorism. And this guy was terrorist. And okay, I'm, so you know what happened? You know a lot of the former European co- uh, countries gave citizen citizenship to their former colonies. So France having most of North Africa, like Algeria, Tunisia, Morocco, um, even parts of Western Africa, like on the side of the Atlantic, uh, because I have a friend who's from Cameroon, and he's Cameroonian, but he grew up in France. Um, you know, so I think, you know, you know, when we look at the – again, I always reference the history. You know, you've got to look historically of where some of these – people are coming from, if, especially, you know, this man is Tunisian. 
he was more than likely, you know, that was a French colony. Tunisia used to be a French colony. They were just granted yeah. citizenship. Yeah. You know, that's England did a lot of the England did something very similar. I had a, I went to college with a friend from um not Zimbabwe. Yeah, Zimbabwe. And um and um he lived he he and was, you know, grew up in Zimbabwe, Africa. And then he but he also had English citizenship as well because it had been a former English colony. Uh, and he was back in Zimbabwe in the early in the mid nineties when the country was overthrown. <laughs> so, um, because of course ninety ninety five percent of the land was owned by five percent of the people, and yeah. of course that's why there was a big you know overthrowing of the government back then, and it kind of came after the whole after South Africa with Nelson Mandela. It, was, it took about ten extra years, right after after South Africa with apartheid going away and things like that. Zimbabwe was one of the last holdouts, right? Right. So, um, you know, and his family fled to London. They just abandoned their their ancestral home that had been their home for a hundred and something years, over a cent about a hundred and fifty years they had been in, in Zimbabwe. They helped originally settle Zimbabwe as a colony, his family did. And they just abandoned all their their home, packed up what they could, moved to London. Hey, I need to take a quick commercial break. Hold that thought. Okay. We'll pick it up on the other side of these two commercials. So we'll be right back. Is your current financial state keeping you up at night? Unsure how you could possibly save for retirement with such a tight budget? Well, one of today's sponsors is the Military Guide for Financial Independence and Retirement, written by Doug Nordman and is available through your local library or for purchase on Amazon. This book shows service members, veterans, and their families how to reach financial independence and retire on their terms and, in my opinion, should be required reading for all man spouses. There are no tricks or gimmicks, just thoughtful spending and a higher savings rate. Most military families can do this within 10 to 20 years, and a few have done it even faster. All of Doug's royalties are donated to military charities, so you know he's financially independent without your money. So, get your copy today from the library, or buy one at Amazon. The Military Guide to Financial Independence and Retirement, written by Doug Nordman. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies. Love it, me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. All right, and we are back with Male Military Spouse Radio Show, episode number 73, where we're talking about trends and uh, things that are going on inside the, with inside the, the spousal community, current events, and, of course, Pokemon Go. And I've got Susan Reynolds on the line with me as well. Uh, Susan's uh, being my co-host due to the fact that Jay has not stepped in yet. Of course, Jay is in the process of moving, and I hope that's going smooth for you, Jay. Uh, Moving is not fun. How you doing there, Susan? 
Um, I am doing very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the beach like tomorrow. That's all I care about. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. I'm heading out to Topsail with my tiny human, and I'm oh super boy. pumped. We're just wow. going for the – we're just staying overnight. So my goal, which I will probably fail mis- miserably at this goal, my goal is to leave the house by about 9, 9.30 tomorrow morning so I can get there no later than, like, 11.30 because I just no. really want to get out onto the beach for the rest of the day. No. And um, no. then my kid is going to complain about how he has sand in his butt. Because that's what he does. He's like, i got sand in my butt. I'm like, you don't have sand in your butt. You have it on your butt, and it's down your pants, and I'm sorry about that. Let me rinse you off. And then he's going to complain about how there is going to be some kind of a crab that's going to try to eat his toes off, even though there will be no crab around. It'll be a crab. And then somehow he'll magically see a dolphin or a whale in the ocean, even though he really won't. But, you know. He might. He might. And it might be a Pokemon. Yes. Yes. Because so, by that time, um, you will have downloaded the, the, the app and gotten involved with it and had a little bit of fun. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so Ian is just, he's so funny. Um, you know, so, and my parents are going to come down too because we're going to stay with a, a friend of a family friend for uh, just the night. And so my parents are going to come down and and we're just going to hang out. And Top Sale is great. I love going down there. They've got this cute little, like, town area and i wish you you know and 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 it's not really all that big but it's has the most phenomenal bookstore in this town i don't know how they have this awesome bookstore there but they have this phenomenal bookstore slash coffee shop and it is amazing a couple of really cute restaurants a little mom and pop grocery shop you know and uh and it's great, and it's a lot of fun, and I uh, and I like going down there, and it's I always have a good time, and it's top sail, and it's the beach, and I just like sticking my sand, my 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 toes in the sand, and laying out, and of course getting way too much sun, and I don't really care <laughs> about that part. Okay, now answer me this: since you're a you're a female, and you're a gal spouse who has a thick skin, because we are uh, rude, crude, and socially immature here in. The male this is why I fit in with you show. guys because I'm also rude, crude, and socially immature, so it works out well. Excellent. <laughs> then answer me. Answer me this. I have to know. What the hell is it about these damn book clubs you guys want to do? I don't know because I'm not a big fan of book clubs. So, like, I think I don't do book clubs. I, I don't get it. I don't either. Um, I really think that book club is just code for let's just get together and drink. And again, but I could now, be wrong. There's another one for you. What the hell is it with wine? wine I don't know. Is, I'm not the biggest wine fan either. I do like it, but it's wine. It's, I'm I'm a more of a beer person. So. Right. So actually, you're you're one of us guys. If I could join, like, a beer of the month club, I would be very happy for the rest of my life. There is a beer of the month club. Shut up. Are you serious? Yes, but it's for guys only. That makes me very mad. You believe me, right? Um, Of course I'm believing you. Why wouldn't I believe you? Have you ever lied to me? You're lying to me right now. Are you messing with me? No. Okay. Would I mess with you? Yes. What, what makes you say that? 
Because you're watching. Because Blue Dave, Life. you know I'll believe anything, and I, you know I'm a light, you know I'm kind of gullible about stuff. You're watching the live video right now and going, oh, he's nodding his head. Yes, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. So I have a question for you because I had this happen to a friend of mine, and I'm going to call her by a code name if you don't mind. I'm going to change her name to protect to protect people here. My friend Riley. Okay. And I were were talking the other day, and she was telling me about how her husband came home. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this." And she has been. She was. She's a journalist. She's actually went to journalism school, so she's a trained journalist. Actually, did write for newspapers and things of that nature, um, and um, and started a blog. And now she does a lot of freelance writing and things of that nature, right? And she's a phenomenal writer. Phenomenal writer. She told me how her husband used to receive emails on his work email address from other spouses, very specifically wives complaining about the articles she's written and to tell him that they hate her. Does that happen in the male spouse community? I don't know. Do we have any male bloggers? I'm sure we do, but I mean, have you has your wife ever been told to keep you in line? To check your wife, to check your husband, to check her husband? You know no. what I'm saying? Well, I, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of, but I'm so out there, you know, I mean, the command not only knows me, but, you know, they invite me to things before they remember, oh, shit, I'm supposed to invite her first because she's the yeah. military member. So I won't hear anything like that. And as for other male military spouses, uh, honestly, I've got a huge following in the male military spouse world, but how many will actually hang out with me? Um, two. Yeah. And they're in Texas. Oh, well, sorry. They're in Texas. And, and, and that's only because I was in Texas for that short period of time when we started this radio show. Now, it's not, I mean, to be fair, I'm certain Dan, who's still on hold because he's listening on his radio, he, he works in a shop and so he can use his headphones and listen in on the show from his his phone and continue to weld. He's a hell of a welder. He's an amazing welder. Um, he, but he's working right now, and that's why he's you know listening in on the show instead of participating. Um, Dan would hang out with me. Uh, Philip, who lives over in Stuttgart here in Germany, he would hang out with me. But we're you know we're a few hours apart, so that this doesn't happen. I've got male military spouses in my wife's unit that don't want to participate in anything we're doing with online as far as keep getting military spouses together they're not joiners so yeah uh, you know but as far do you as believe that in this day and age that we have other spouses female spouses telling like tattling to our husbands that we need to be kept in line. Can you imagine going, let's say you worked at Microsoft. Let's say Stephanie worked at Microsoft instead. Can you imagine someone going to her in her civilian job doing that to you? About you? 
Exactly. Only in the military does this still happen, where we need to control our dependent. And really the dependent that needs to be controlled is me, not you. Microsoft was a bad uh, was a bad rep, uh, a bad uh, um, example to use. Okay, how police, about um, police force? Yeah, that's let's go a with the good example. Force. That could happen. That easily could happen because if a if a policeman was married to a reporter and the reporter was doing exposés on on. Uh, uh, how the, the spousal community inside the police force is taking advantage of their their police uh, their their uh, uh, enhanced social st- status because they're married to police officers and they're uh, and, and does an expose on that. I could see those spouses who felt that they were they were challenged. To tell a police officer, "Hey, shut your wife up." Or, yeah, yeah, shut I can your see that. Up. Yeah, but that's what happened. that's what, that's all you're seeing. You're seeing people that have are are trying their best to wear their spouse's rank, being called to the carpet in print, even though no names are 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 mentioned. There's enough references that anybody who has half a brain goes, oh, they're talking about her. <laughs> Told you that would bite you in the ass. You can't be wearing your I, husband's rank. Exactly. I think that's so strange to me that people would behave that way still. You know, like Of course you're going to do that. It's, 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 it, you see it today with kids. It's childhood bullying at an adult yeah. level. Yeah. I wrote a piece yesterday for the Fayetteville Observer because I saw a press release um, this week from our state, uh, from our senator, Senator Tom Tillis, about <clears throat> about readiness and and jumps and and the lack thereof here, you know, here at Fort Bragg, right? And I thought, you know, as I was writing the piece, it was one I'll of those take, things that I'll I take. stopped and thought for a moment: Do I have? Am I really going to write about this? What will be the pushback from the actual active duty side? And actually, there's been no pushback from the active duty side. They seem to be thankful that somebody said something finally. Really? Really. I mean, yes, you get a couple here and there. There was this one guy who was like, well, you know, I'm a C-17 pilot, blah, 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 and this is what's going on. Yeah, okay, well, that's great, except, you you know, I actually live here. You don't. You know, I, I did my due diligence. I did my research. You know, I'm not just sitting here, like, you know, making stuff up because that really takes away my credibility as a writer. Um, and and honestly, <clears throat> if our numbers are not where they need to be, then that means we don't have an able-bodied and, and highly trained and force. Does You know, does that make sense? Yeah. And that – concerns me because of a couple of things. Um, airborne accidents still happen. Uh, we had a couple of years ago a full colonel on his last jump before he was going to retire die in an airborne accident. And it, um, it happens. We had a girl who who almost, as the, the line was coming back, I don't know all the proper terminology for when they go, you know, because they hook up to a line and then they go out the plane 
and then you get these parts, these uh, these ropes that come hanging back. The rope came back and almost severed her head off. And, of course, she died. So, you know, these accidents do happen. And then you get the guy who decides to go and jump with his fish in a plastic bag. So um, that guy actually makes me laugh. Um, and um, so, you know, you have accidents that happen, and we need these guys trained because, of course, and it's not just the guys. We need all of these people trained to make sure that they are going to be safe because, you know, accidents, training accidents are not uncommon. You know, think you know, just think about the last few training accidents we've had in the last year. They're not uncommon. And no. so we want to make sure that people are properly trained. And I can honestly say that I did. I stopped and thought about it for a moment. You know, as a spouse, as a, a person, you know, who's, who's not served by putting on the uniform, what will my pushback be? And I thought, my goodness, you know, this is just... You know, I was really, but I was really gonna. I was really shocked, though, by the the very positive response. You know, people were very happy. I mean, they they said, you know, good for her. You know, I'm glad someone said something. It's about time because it's not just you know here where we're having a shortage. You know, it's everywhere. The military is very short and undermanned people. Apparently, the Air Force is short 700 pilots and 4,000 maintainers right now. Hmm. Yeah, that's. 700 pilots and 4,000 maintainers who are not flying airplanes, who are not making sure those airplanes can fly because we just don't have the people. And we're still deploying people in record numbers. You know, there's a problem. So, man, we're so off topic. Dude, I'm so sorry. No, 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 that's cool. And, and I'm glad you're talking about it because it, it, it points out it points out something You've got a passion. You found a passion of, about something that needs to be talked about. You wrote about it, right? Yeah. Well, and you know and, why it concerns me, honestly, Dave? Well, because that's I, I, that's our husbands and wives out there. Well, and and there's but there's something that, that I'm as as a, as the casual observer, or as in the case of the blog, will be the casual reader. And by the way, folks, the live feed has ended i'm not sure what happened but my uh, my the, the live feed on facebook for the video has ended no. <clears throat> i'm not sure what i was getting another cup of coffee so i missed that my ipad went blink and it's like oh crap and i couldn't bring it back in time i'm not going to start a second video on it i'll just remember every now and then i need to go swipe on the screen or something to do two hours. I, I don't yes. Know. It's an experiment. But again, now, what I'm it getting back to is the, the, uh, the, the thought process of, of, you know, you've got people that are dying of, of, of airborne accidents, and you've got planes that are going down, and you've got uh, maintenance problems that are, are, are are rearing their heads because they don't have the parts to fix things because it's breaking down. Uh, I'm sorry, we're talking age here, and and things are getting, you know, if if everybody had brand new equipment all the time, you would eliminate all accidents, but you would be so uh, so far outside of your budget. Oh God, you, yeah. You could not. 
so there ha- there's a line that has to be drawn and it has to show it has to show where it's cost effective and every year that changes and that's why we have the budget in uh, the, the, the budget cuts happen all the time where they're starting okay we're going to cut back a little bit more here and they're going to cut back a little bit more here and they're going to cut back a little bit more here so now you've got bolts that should have been replaced five years ago are breaking on planes and are causing landing gears to not descend like they're supposed to and thus pilots have to pull miracles out of their ass and land on two sets of wheels instead of three and shit like that happens and it there's nobody can be blamed for it it is a fact a simple fact of life things do get old and because things get old one of the things that gets old is people that pay attention to what your budgets are they they see that last year you were successfully able to do the budget cuts and down to here well we need to cut a little bit more and they need to cut a little bit more and you got to cut a little bit more when is it too much when do you, yeah. is it time to push back to the politicians saying stop damn it pick some other place just because we've been successful in doing our budget cuts here stop asking me for budget cuts go pick on somebody else and make them do it too submarine force and the way they feed us i'm sorry i can be we can be fed mres i believe that but they don't they feed us really really good and so there's a lot of money spent on keeping the submarine force well fed whereas you're sending soldiers out there with mres that perhaps have expired and thus these guys are going with uh, empty stomachs and with, with guns that won't fire correctly. And thus there, it feels like they've got duds when they don't. They've just got firing pins that are refusing to play. And the, and the enemy has brand new guns they pulled off of some damn gun dealer somewhere and uh, now shooting everything up. You know, it, you can't draw a line on where, where – uh, where we're doing it right and where we're doing it wrong. We're, 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 we've got, and I'm getting away from subject two. I'm getting it's away okay. from the point I wanted to make. The point I wanted to make is you're writing about this. And that's I great. Did. Yes. And you're, you're going to write follow-up pieces, no doubt with a flavor of what we're talking about now. But for those listeners out there that are looking for something to do at home because they're in a lifestyle where they have to up and move every two years, blogging pays. Oh, my gosh. I have a friend who made $30,000 last year blogging. $30,000. Holy bananas. Blogging pays well. But here's the cool part. You don't have to be able to write to be able to blog. I think Doug Nordman is the one that told me the best, told me the, the most most accurately it was the bar is so low on blogging. Put some stuff look at some of the stuff I've blogged that's in Military Spouse magazine, that's in military dot com, that's in Army Times. Look at some of the stuff I've written that I've got no money out of. I've written some brilliant pieces and you know what? They were thrown together. 
thrown together. They're crap, in my opinion, because I have a high, I have, I set my standards on a very high bar. To me, what I submitted was crap, but they asked me to submit, and I did, and voila, it got printed, and there's a lot of people who love them. Wait a minute. Does that mean here is an untapped gold mine, people? You guys out there, you're looking for a job, you're looking for something you can do to make some money. Hey, put some pe- some stuff down on paper. Put it in digits. Keep a, you know, bring up Notepad on your computer. It's, it's free. It's easy to do. You type the stuff in. Maybe you look into getting an app that does spell checking before you submit it to somebody. Put block and paste and send it in an email to military.com. And if they like it, they print it. Next thing you know, people are talking about it. And next thing you know, military.com calls back saying, hey, how would you like to be a guest blogger? And you can say, hey, how much are you going to pay me? And they go, hey, well, let's sit down and negotiate. Now you're getting paid for it, people. Do it. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Was that pretty, pretty accurate? (laughs) <laughs> yes. I you know, I I I made sure that I you know, before I wrote yesterday that I did my research and I was I was very proud of it. I actually was and um and and I had my uh John Q Public who is the writer for the John Q Public blog and he really um calls to the carpet a lot of Air Force policy and, and decisions, and he's uh, very Air Force-oriented, uh, being prior, being retired Air Force naturally. Um, right. But he he said something that I thought was was brilliant, and, um, and he said that, and I'm going to paraphrase him here because, of course, I haven't pulled it up right away, but he said that um, – Oh, hold on. Let me try to find it really fast. Um, well, I'll tell you what. You do that. i got a commercial I need to run real quick. Okay. And we'll be back in 30 seconds. When I'm on base, I'm known as Staff Sergeant Cooper. But at home... Daddy! Hi, Dad. Daddy! Hi. I'm known as Dad, and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote. Or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. All right, we're back with Male Military Spouse Radio Show number 73. Uh, We're talking about trends and current events and being a male spouse, and we've got uh, I guess Susan Reynolds is stepping in. She's my co-host on a different show. Uh, it's actually her show, which is called Spouse Spouts, which uh, had a show last night, as a matter of fact, episode number two, and I was unable to participate, but that's okay. Um, she's stepping in as um, as a co-host for Male Military Spouse Radio Show for Jay, because Jay is in the process of moving we're talking now currently, even though we've gone, gotten off topic, but we're, we're talking about blogging and we're talking about um, the trends that are happening within the military and 
how you can actually turn this around and get paid. So, uh, Susan, did you find so that? So here's what, here's what John Q. Public wrote in a piece that he had uh, probably last week. Um, it's time for us to get back to a mentality of having a job and being excellent at that job which means we have to provide the resources, support, and the time to let you commit yourself to that excellence. With us having shortages because of the cuts that, that Congress instructed DOD to make, so with us having shortages, committing a soldier, sailor, airman, marine, coastie, trying to commit themselves to that excellence has been a huge stressor. Since sequestration was enacted and those automatic cuts just keep on coming, you know, we have seen the hits, you know, with that. And, and I think DOD sees it probably worse than just about any, any department in the executive branch. Um, so there, there are, those, you know, those, those sequestration hits are tough. Um, you know, we've had a number of things happen to us in probably the last five to ten years that I don't think anybody would have predicted would have happened. I, the housing market crash, us extending troops in Afghanistan, us sending more troops to Iraq, you know, all of these things. I don't think that we expected some of this, you know, we didn't expect the world to be where it is currently. But now we have to adjust to where we are, though. And if we're going to continue to send troops to places, then we need to make sure that these these troops are highly trained and that not only do we need to look at that training, which I believe that they are trained, but we also need to make sure that they, that they have exactly what John Q. Public wrote, resources and resources support and the time to let them commit themselves to that excellence. You can't do your job effectively if you don't have resources and support. If, if the Air Force is short 4,000 maintainers, then that's a problem because those who are still in are working harder with less. They're doing more with less, and that's not just an Air Force issue. That's across the branches. Think about it. That is every place you see. If we, if we know that there are people that a shop is undermanned by 20% or 30%, that means that that stress, that percentage is being absorbed by those who work there. And those people are having to do more with less. And I'm not sure how much more the military can take of that. I don't know how much more our service members can have that stress put on them. I mean, I don't think they're going to snap. I just think they're going to be really grumpy. You know, I don't – and I think that what you're going to see is people who thought that this was a career at 10 and 12 years in, they're going to say bye. They're going to just walk away. Um and then that makes me sad because there are some people who I really thought, because I, I have a number of friends who, who at anywhere between the 10 and 13-year mark, just their enlistment was up. They chose not to reenlist, and they walked away from the military. They just couldn't – it's not that they couldn't hack it. They didn't want to anymore, you know. And I thought, we're losing good people because we've placed this heavy burden on them. And – and that's not fair to them. They've given so much. They've given Steph so standing, much. And they're still Steph, giving. Steph is standing here. She's raising her hand going, me, 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 me. 
Yeah. I think about your wife and how hard she works, okay? I think about Steph a lot because I know her and I absolutely adore her. But I think about how hard she has to work and and just how busy Lon Shul is as a hospital. I remember that hospital when I was when I was a teenager. And she's giving just, that, she's she's holding her fingers up in that, that heart shape and putting them over uh, and just grinning uh, and copying her head to the side, going, because she wanted to say hi you. to you. Hi, Steph. Can you I hear? Heard. Yes, I did. That's good. You know, just—it's tough on them. You know, these service members give and give, and and I'm looking around here at Fort Bragg, and I look at what they do here, and I think, good gravy, can these? How much more can these soldiers take? Well, you know, and, how, and how much more can they take? I I personally know that my breaking point isn't because I want to give up. I mean, or that I have to give up. It's because I know. No matter what I do, I'm not effective. Does that make sense? It's not that I'm quitting because I can't hack it. It's I'm quitting because I don't want to. Does that make sense? Right. That actually does make sense. Uh, a lot of people mistake the the mentality, or I, I should say more on the lines of they make a mistake of, of what uh, our current military are doing. They call it a volunteer force. And they think it's because our military members are going, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And that's not yeah. the case. That's not the no. case at all, people. Mm. It's, it's that there's no longer anybody being told they are forced into being in the military. That's all that means. That means that's these all people that voluntarily exactly. walked off the street and said, look, put my name on that piece of paper, and I will sign away my life. I will sign away my rights. Give me, let, me put, let me put my name on the bottom of a blank check that, that Uncle Sam can cash when he needs it. And that's yeah. what they mean by volunteer. It's just unfortunate the United States, or unfortunate that in the, our American culture and our American language that we had to use the word volunteer. But likewise, likewise, because you don't feel you are obligated to have to do this, instead these are people who said, I want to do this, and I know I'm only going to do it for four years, and I'll have to re-enlist. Um, they want to do this. The mindset's different. And there's a sense of pride that's involved because they are they're military. They're, there's a sense of pride involved because they know that they're doing what? What is it? What is the current numbers? Only, only one percent. It's actually of less our than one percent. Population. One percent of our United it, States population are active duty military. It's actually one, less than one percent. One percent. We 100%. round like people round up to one percent because it's easier to say. But it really I is like less saying, than 1%. I like saying 1% because it gives a touch of hope in my heart to the people that are out there of the 99% who are sitting around and trying to burn our flag. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's – no, you're right. Machine. I mean, it's just – 
They don't realize yeah. that they have the ability to be the 99% of slackers because of the 1% who said, hey, I can do that. Hey, I'm the one that will do that. It, 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 we were told, and I've, I have been combating this, fighting this, I have been told that nobody should ever join the military for an education, that they should be doing it for a sense of pride, as a sense of patriotism, as a sense of giving for you to your country because your country is given to you. Um, sure, I would be willing to bet those who have enlisted or have become commissioned officers that did it for the education would have done it if it wasn't for the education. Yeah. Because of the people, everybody that I've met, I firmly believe that. But there are those who did join the military for the education, my wife being one. I've told the story, and I'll tell it again. I believe the story is pertinent. I like to tell it because it's true. I like to tell it because it illustrates a point. My wife joined the military at a late date in life. My wife joined the military because we were looking at the course of direction she needed to go for her education was going to require we move anyway. Yeah. I made the suggestion to her, why not go ahead and give back to your country in the process because of the benefits as such, you will have an opportunity to help wounded warriors. You will have an opportunity to see and experience things that you won't see in a regular trauma hospital. And you will have an opportunity to actually give back to your country if you love your country. And she said, okay, where do I sign up? We joined. Exact same thing as us moving to a major university. She got her education. She is now a respiratory therapist. Life is great. Um, but she joined for her education. But yeah. I dare anybody, I dare anybody to say she's not a true patriot. And she will be the first one to take you down and say, I'm here to put my life on the line so that you can say stupid shit like that. See, that's why I like Seth. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got a little bit animated. No, but it's true. My husband joined because he was living in a very, very small town in Texas. He wasn't ready to go to college, but he wanted to do something different with his life. And he grew up in this small town, you know, a couple hours, about an hour and a half outside of San Antonio. So, of course, he knew all about the Air Force because it's where their basic training is, is in San Antonio. And so, Good place. Yes. So he joined. Um, he joined and he did the delayed enlistment because as soon as he turned 18, he went in and signed up. He was still in high school, so he had to do the delayed, the delayed entry program because he hadn't graduated high school yet. Right. And um, – and he said that he was very excited to do it because he wanted to push himself into something different. He wanted to do something that was bigger than himself. And I have written 
I have written this line a number of times or a variation of this line. These service members, they come from all over America. They actually come from all over the world. They come from small towns and cities. They come from the suburbs. They come from, they come from farming communities. They come from every walk of life that we have out there. And they come because they, they really are hearing the nation call. And those who are doing it for the education benefits, they too are actually hearing the nation call to them. It's a calling. It really is. It's a calling to them that only they can hear. I truly believe that. It's something that only they can hear. It's like, you know, it's like dog ears, you know, like how dogs can hear like certain sounds that humans can't. Like that's how it is for the military service member too, for the veteran, you know, for the person who served 50 years ago. They heard a call that not everyone hears. Because well, you really not all, are. Not all of them. Not all no. Of them. Not all of them. Because 50 years ago, 50 years ago, they were still doing the draft. There were still people being told, you know, hey, look, you know what? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you just got done uh, drag racing through town. And while that's not a terrible thing, you could have run a little old lady uh, down over there. And uh, old lady Susan probably would have gotten mad at you and, you know what? You got a choice, boy. Yes. Join the military or go to jail. Yes. That happened. That stuff actually happened 50 years ago. Are you kidding? That happened up until like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And which reminds me, by the way, folks, in case you didn't know, registering for the draft, women have to do it too. I thought that was voted <laughs> down. No. Was it? it? That actually passed? Because I thought that the House voted that down. Uh, I thought it passed. Hmm. I thought it passed the Senate, but I thought it was voted. um, I thought it was, I don't know. We may have to talk about that next week. And we'll do it on the lines of, do you think it's right? Should your daughter, your son and your daughter, your son has to, when they turn 18, they have to register for selective service at the post office and get their name in the pot. But should, now that women are cleared for every, every MOS, which is uh, military occupational specialty, MOS, or what do they call it in the Air Force? Air Force Specialty Code, your AFSC. Yeah, Air Force Specialty Code. Uh, in in the Navy, it's your billet, or, or I'm sorry, it's your rating. Um, uh, and in the Marine Corps, I'm not sure what it's called. I believe it's probably much the same as an MOS. I think in the Marine Corps, it's an MOS as well. So uh, particular job specialty that you're going in as um, – yeah, is there every single combative one that was previously unavailable to women is now available. Everything is available to women. Going to sea on submarines is available to women. Everything. Apparently the first woman is just now leaving on a sub. Not true. She's not the first. Oh, oh she's not the There's first? Okay. Whole, not the first. I think it's like the Perhaps first woman the on first. that particular sub. 
or it could be the first enlisted is going. I to think that was out. it. I can't. I I briefly <laughs> perused the story and kept on going. I was like, oh, that's cool. Officers, I wouldn't want to be on a submarine. I think if, if you're going to have on submarines, if you're going to have uh, women on submarines, it needs to be an all woman submarine crew. Oh, yeah, so that would be cool. Can, no, no, it wouldn't. Not if it was that time of month. Hey, that's not nice. Who cares? It, I still think it would be kind of cool. It's true. I think it would be cool, dude. I totally do. I think it would be very, very cool. I guarantee one thing. That was one submarine crew that would be hard to beat on any training exercise. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, my God, women are so competitive compared to men. Yeah. Yeah, we really men are. are not, men are not competitive. I'm sorry. Us guys, we're not competitive. We're braggarts. We yeah. will do our best to be able to brag. But you women, you women, you're not interested in bragging. You're interested in dominating. You're interested <laughs> in taking a hold of that position and, and defending it with every ounce of your being, even when you're wrong. Yes. Us guys, we like to achieve that pinnacle, and we got bragging rights, and somebody else can have it next year. But by God, I got it now. Yeah. Which is why Army Spouse of the Year is great for me for 2016. 2017, somebody else can have it. I'm 2016. I'm good to go. (laughs) But anyway, Uh, long story short. With every 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 military job out there open to women, then selective service should be required for every woman over the age of eighteen, just like it is for guys. Yeah. Although, okay, so I'm on the selective service website, and apparently, still a decision has not been made about women. Okay. Well, it's going to happen, people. It's going to happen. And I'm looking forward to it happening. I'm looking forward to announcing to all women who have been born after January 1st, 1960, you need to be registered for selective services. So I'm reading here on on Military Times that a House panel votes, a panel, though, votes to make women register for the draft. We'll have to talk about this next time. Very, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. So, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to talk any? We have like about nine minutes left. Do you want to talk any more about Pokemon? Do you have any questions about Pokemon? No, uh, I just can't wait to start playing with my kiddo. Besides. I want to emphasize, be cautious when it comes to hell is that? <laughs> oh, I got something that's plopping around on the floor here. Power cord. It's for my printer. Got it. Okay. Oh, I have a cat that's trying to get into a room right now because they got a <laughs> toy underneath the door, and now they're all mad, and they're, like, attacking the door. So <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I, I want to to, to reiterate to people that are listening that as military spouses, male military spouses especially, because uh, 
I've gone out there and I've done the, the Pokemon Go. I've met with a few people, and yes, they have been younger than me, but there's a there are a couple that are older than me that are playing Pokemon Go as well here in my little German community. Um, they want to be friends. You, you, you want to use this as an opportunity. It's a, it's a way to get to know strangers. It's a way to get to be involved with your community. It's an opportunity to get out of the house, to get out there and meet people. But remember, you are military spouses. You have an obligation to protect your loved one. And the best way to protect your loved one is do not talk in detail about what they do. Talk in general terms. Go into great detail until you've got to know this person a lot better. There's nothing wrong with getting to know somebody a lot better. And this will happen. Join a group. Become part of a team. There's three major teams in Pokemon Go, yellow, red, and blue. I do blue. I'm a blue guy. I'm a mystic. Uh, and everybody hates hates the, the mystics. But you know what? Most people go with mystic. And, and, and do you want to be a mystic? By all means, join mystic because your buddy Dave is a mystic. I would okay. appreciate it. But you don't have to. But what you're going to have to if you want to go past level five. And there's a lot of people. And right now it's so young that, that the game is so new that if you really get involved in some communities, I heard that the Norfolk area is huge in Pokemon Go. And that you there are plenty of stops and plenty of locations in which you can actually build your your trainer capabilities up where you can get high rate, high levels really fast. So enjoy yourself. Have some fun. Get out there. And, but, but be aware you want to protect your, your, your spouse. OPSEC is important. PERSEC is important. Do what you got to do, but go out there and have some fun. Get some miles in. It, it, all you people that wear those bracelets, those, those, uh, that count your steps, Hey, now you have a reason. Go hunt you some Pokemon. And like you said, Susan, you had a friend who did five miles before she even realized it. Oh yeah. She um she wears a Fitbit and that's how she figured yeah. out that she Pokemon's um amazing. Yeah, she said she walked five miles. I thought, well man, I need to I maybe I need to do this too. I mean I realize that it's ninety seven degrees out, but heck if I bring some water with me and we make stops to, you know, hydrate and everything like that. We'll be fine. I got about five minutes left. Hey, Dan, I brought you off of mute. If you wanted to unmute your phone and put any party comments in, I know you're busy welding. And uh, from the picture you gave there, you've got some pretty good welds going. Um, if you want to, by all means, jump in and give a couple of parting comments. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Uh we're going to wrap the show up. <clears throat> this, I, I consider this a, a successful show because we went the two hours without not having nothing to say. Man, we talked a lot about about a lot of stuff today, Dave. <laughs> we did. We did. We uh, we covered a lot, a lot of subject matter today. Holy smokes! Just, I didn't realize we needed to. Apparently, we needed to catch up on a show together. Absolutely. Well, and that's why I do the show weekly. I try to do the show every week 
because there's always something that comes up that needs to be talked about. As to whether or not it needs to go full two hours, I don't know about that. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to try my best. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do have one more commercial break. I do need to get out of the way. So let me go ahead and play this quick commercial, and then we'll do our party couples. <laughs> As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies, wasn't me? I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. All right, we're back with Male Military Spouse Radio Show. We got just a couple of minutes left. Dan, are you? Uh, did you want any com- pass- parting comments? If I don't hear anything from you, so I'm going to take that as a no. But you're in the middle of a weld and about to finish it off. Uh, Susan, any parting comments you want to make? Thank you for having me today, Dave. I hope you're having fun in Germany, and I um, am jealous that I'm not there. <laughs> Now you did you did spouse spouts last night at uh, nine p.m. or yes. was it nine p.m. or eight p.m. your time? Nine p.m. Nine p.m. my uh, time because my tiny human was in bed and you know it was just easier with him being in bed. Yeah, it was three. But we'll do it again at a time where you will actually be awake so you can be on it. Yeah, I was about to say that's three a.m. for me, so a little yes. bit tough. The, the the difference between this show, male military spouse radio show, and spouse spouts is that on Male Military Spouse Radio Show, we are trying to attempt to attack the issues that male spouses are encountering. We are only, at this point, 10% of the military spouse population, and that's, that's a conservative number. Granted, a lot of events will be aimed towards the female spouse of military members, but that's 90% of them. And the people that are going to be making it female-oriented are, believe it or not, they're, they're commercial entities. They need to target who they are. are uh, it's like having commercials. So don't be upset that you see that happen. But in the meantime... We definitely want to keep this show focused towards the men so that we have a place to, uh, for, for information. Spouse spouts, on the other hand, anybody can I'm talk ready, about man. Yeah. I didn't torque it uh, down ahead, yet. Man. The only thing that I did was try to come close to see what one was. Um... Just write down, like, the number of tapes. What was that? Just do it just before and after. I think... I think he's actually still we'll at work. Yeah, hey, he is. He's still, this is what we're looking at. We're but that's back. cool. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just mute him out there. Hey, Dan, it was great to have you on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Male Military Spouse Radio Show, getting ready to sign it off. Uh, Susan Reynolds stepping in for Jay Howe, and uh, next week we'll have Jay with us as well. Everybody take care. Have fun. Go catch you some Pokemon. Stay safe. This is Crazy Day, better also known as Old Parts, signing off. We'll see you all later.
The views and opinions expressed on Male Military Spouse Radio are not those of the management of MachoSpouse.com or any of their sponsors and shall be deemed just that, opinions and views. 